0: I don't think you're going to have a threat of uh, contagion here. This isn't 2008. We're not, uh, you know, there aren't it wasn't caused by bad loans. Like 2008 was caused by, you know, everybody, and their mother buying a house they couldn't afford. Sure. Right. And so that bill coming due and then you had the contagion across, uh, you know, to the reinsurers and all this AIG and those companies. And uh, this isn't like that. This is uh, this seems to be isolated to these uh, regional banks.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Angel Research Podcast. We're here as usual today to discuss the market's hottest stock stories and investment opportunities. Uh, Today, we have Mr. Christian DeHamer joining us. Uh, Christian is the founder and investment director of a couple of weekly market advisory services, including Bull & Bust Report and Launchpad Trader. And he is here to talk to us today about some key macro issues going on in the market. Per our usual disclaimer, nothing that we say here is personal financial advice. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, join the Discord. The engagement helps us out. Yada, yada, yada. Check the links below. Seriously, join the Discord. It's cool. Uh, we got a bunch of people in there talking about stocks and shit. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Mr. DeHamer, to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, could you maybe give us a quick rundown of you know who you are, maybe a little bit about your background, and then about your, your current newsletter services, Bull & Bust Report, and Launchpad Trader?
0: Well, I've uh, I've been in the Wall Street game now for about twenty seven years. I've been writing and investing during that time. I have a a newsletter uh, called Bull and Bust Report, and I also have a trading service called Launchpad Trader. Um, Launchpad Trader's momentum system and uh, gets us in and, in and out of stocks quickly. And uh, the Bull and Bust is uh, you know something you can sleep at night hold it long-term, five-year returns.
1: Cool. What kind of situations are you covering in these? Do you stick to a specific sector, or are you just looking for special situations? No, I'm
0: sort of the church of what's happening now. Um, Well, it also depends on what you're talking about, the two different services. But, uh, you know, in Launchpad Trader, I'm going into AI, you know, because we've been making some money, you know, doing those swing trades. And um, I'm in tanker stocks. Um, and bull and bust report, I like uh, you know big dividends these days, um, long-term. You know, if you if if the world fell apart and you had to hold this stock for five years, would you?
1: That's what you're looking at.
0: That's in bull and bust. In bull and
1: bust. And the other one, you're kind of more making the other AI, one, I'm, quick I'm profits. Making
0: quick profits, that's correct.
1: Okay. I, I You mentioned AI. I want to talk about that um, a little bit later. But at the top of my list, I think we should talk about the bank collapse that's going on, because you're kind of a, like... I trust you on the macro sense more than more than most people, and uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of out of the loop. I'm a little scared. What's going on here? Maybe some of our our audience is scared. Could you tell us what's going on with Silicon Valley Bank, and then more recently, uh, Credit Credit Swiss?
0: Well, yeah. Swiss. Well, Silicon Valley Bank was a was a bank that uh, obviously in Silicon Valley they did a lot of these startups, a lot of these VC, the unicorns that went public via you know SPAC or IPO over the last two years, and uh, they were incredibly successful at that, and they had all these uh, bank deposits. And then at the same time, what do you do with all these bank deposits? You put them in bonds, and so they put them in bonds, and they lost money, you know, because uh, the yields, you know, went up. And, uh, and, so, um, and so, you had, so you had this problem. They were, uh, you know, running short of cash. And, but what's amazing about it is, like, the speed at which it was both uh, identified and resolved was like three days, yeah, and so which is it's it's quite amazing, and you know, what's also amazing is they were given a clean bill of health like ten days before this whole thing happened by c g m g you know the big accounting firm
1: so we can't trust them
0: so it's almost impossible to know what's you know. If, yeah. if, if you get a clean bill of health from an auditing firm and then, you know, 10 days later, you're blowing up, it's it's, it's crazy. Right?
1: That's pretty discrediting for that auditing, <laughs> <It> for, <laughs> <laughs> auditing firm. Uh, so you said that the situation was resolved. By that, do you just mean the, the bailout? Or... Yeah, the
0: bailout. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to have a, a threat of uh, contagion here. This isn't 2008. We're not, uh, you know, there aren't it wasn't caused by bad loans like 2008 was caused by you know everybody their mother buying a house they couldn't afford sure right and so that bill coming due and then you had the contagion across uh, you know to the reinsurers and all this aig and those companies and uh this isn't like that this is uh this seems to be isolated to these uh regional banks and uh and if you look at the big banks over the last uh week their deposits had have increased
1: yeah, because so, everyone's consolidating because they're afraid. You you right. want to be in a bank that's too big to fail because right. your money is potentially safer. Right. Uh, what is this? I I think I was I I think I remember when they put out the statement saying that they were going to bail them out. They were saying you know at no no cost to the taxpayer. Right. Is that how true is that?
0: Oh, yeah. I I think it's you know well, you know as if they get it going again, they get the loans going again, they, I can see no cost to the taxpayer. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, but. but you know, you think in general that might, I mean, I, I hear that. I think that's kind of sounds like, BS. yeah, you
0: think it's a lie. I mean, it's just like anybody, any, uh, you know, Treasury Secretary defending banks and saying everything's safe here. You know, it's like that guy, what's that, Baghdad Bob, you know, oh, nobody's invading. You know, remember that guy? I don't remember okay. no. him. <laughs> Maybe we could throw a
1: clip <laughs> up or something.
0: Um, but yeah, it's like, so if somebody says, like, if if you have a, a treasury secretary saying, you know, of like Malaysia or whatever, saying their currency is fine and we're going to defend it. Yeah, you better sell the hell out of that thing. And same, same with banks, you know. But in this case... I don't think we're gonna have that cascading effect.
1: What what about what's going on with credit Credit Suisse?
0: Well For, you if you look
1: at Credit Suisse, they'd yeah. have,
0: you know, like a decade of bad management. Okay, you know, criminal management. They've been sued and investigated, and paid fines. I mean, uh, I think it was two thousand and two thousand fourteen they were a seventy dollar bank. Yeah. And so but last before this happened they were ten dollars. So they went from ten to two. But you forget that they went from seventy to
1: so you think Zero that's a ten years? You think that's a, a unique situation and just a uniquely poorly managed company? What about the timing of this? Is that like why why were the, why did these two banks why was the timing coincide so closely? Well,
0: obviously because they've been raising rates at a record amount. Gotcha. Right? But also, uh, Credit Suisse has something interesting going on in that the Saudis were a big backer of Credit Suisse, and Credit Suisse jumped on board the uh, the uh, sanctions with Russia, mm-hmm. right? And so Credit Suisse is all aboard the sanctions against Russia. And the Saudis now are sort of in bed with, with both China and Russia. And so the Saudis are like, we're not going to back them anymore. And that sort of just stuck the knife in.
1: Gotcha. So there's, there's some political gaming going yeah, on here. Yeah, for sure. OK. Uh, so should investors or you know anyone who has a bank account, should they be concerned that they're going to lose their money? They're not going to be able to get their money out? No.
0: Yeah, well, everybody got their money out, right?
1: That is true. That is true. Yeah. So Should, uh, should we, we be concerned maybe then about like the – I guess the sanctity of the dollar, or trust in the dollar, with, with this, or is this kind of one of those things that, you know, we've been there before? And
0: yeah, well, I, well, it's a there's banking crises, there's S&L. you know, there's the you know the one in two thousand and eight, uh, and I think on, on the, you know, on the grand scheme of thing, and this seems, I, I think it's just like a two week news cycle, and I think you'll forget about it
1: in okay. two weeks. Is what what I think. do you think? We might see tightening uh, lending standards.
0: Tiny and Lenin said, so everybody's talking about that, uh, I guess Trump had a rule that he wanted to, uh, you know, big banks do rent seeking where they uh, they want more regulation to put competition on the little guys and keep them, you know, from yep. making money. And so what Trump did to counteract this was to raise the, um, the limits of uh, – I don't know regulation from I think it was 100 billion to 250 billion or something like that. Gotcha. And so everybody's saying this is what caused what it. What caused it? Sure. And By then,
1: everybody, you mean like one particular side of the <laughs> aisle, or is everyone actually saying? <laughs> well,
0: this? I don't know. Just the little research I've done, and people are playing game. You know, everybody has to blame somebody, and this is what they're blaming.
1: Of right, course. At
0: the moment. But so, we know it's the Fed hiking rates like the most in history
1: to so cause something to break. I'm That's glad you happened. brought up the Fed because that was yeah. going to be uh, my next line of questioning. Uh, how does the Fed respond here? Uh, how do they respond? Do they try to contain the contagion and uh, reduce or do they try to save their own credibility and maintain course?
0: Well, well who knows? But, I mean, uh, so far they've done what they said they're going to do, right? And have they said? And I think they're saying they're going to raise fifty basis points next time. Okay, but then again, uh, inflation has dropped from over nine percent to uh, where is it at now? Six, right? The CPI number, and so the whole point of the Fed is to raise rates until that you know you bring inflation under control. So it wouldn't surprise me if they hike twenty five basis points next time. Sure, but you know we'll see what happens.
1: What are some of the investing opportunities that you see from? From this fallout? Are there buying opportunities in the banks? Um, maybe is there any kind of, do you think that maybe this is the start of a new kind of crypto bull run potentially? Well, it's interesting because it's Silicon Valley
0: Bank, right? And so they're pulling out billions of dollars and they're obviously all of them have a Bitcoin account. You know yeah. what I mean? And so what are they going to do? You're going to, you know, is it easier to buy Bitcoin or gold? These guys are going to buy Bitcoin, obviously. Yeah. And so you've seen a, a sort of spike in that.
1: Yeah, it's been flying. Uh, yeah. Lately. And I've it's I've kind of been disenchanted with the crypto space for a while, and I'm sure many people have. But I think in the face of something like this, it maybe gives it a little bit more credibility.
0: I think we got. Yeah. I think we have another year and a half for. If you look at the 2018 uh, fallout for the Bitcoin, you know, it went from seven thousand to twenty thousand. Yeah. And then it went, and then you had a couple of these rallies, and then it flattened out. And that's what I'm waiting for is the is the long runway flat
1: gotcha you want to find a floor before you yeah yeah absolutely on. okay um so you've you've been talking uh some uh, occasionally about uh the idea of like a centralized digital currency right um how does that uh maybe give us some more background on what that looks like or what that right. would look like and then maybe like if you could pontificate on how that will affect independent cryptos
0: well a centralized well all right governments want control and power there's always an you know a yeah. Uh, an authoritarian figure that figures you know if we just had a few more tools we could you know solve crime or or, you know whatever it is and and so you know like in the 70s when they initiated that rule that you know you had to report ten thousand dollar movements to your bank you know the average house cost ten thousand dollars now the average house is five hundred thousand dollars but you still have to report that ten thousand dollars which is a ridiculous amount i could sell an old car for ten thousand dollars What does the government have to care about my old car? But that's how life works. I mean, Reagan, President Reagan instituted the uh, whole idea of, uh, you know, laundering money and that it's illegal to launder money. Before that, it was perfectly legal because, you know, it's your money. But, you know, and so it keeps going and they ratchet up the, you know, control. They ratchet up, you know, take your privacy. And now if they have a centralized digital coin, a digital dollar, a Fed coin, You know, they'll know to the penny. And so why this is concerning is we've seen it in, like, Canada during the trucking strike where uh, Trudeau uh, froze their bank accounts. So you're protesting the government, and all of a sudden your bank accounts froze. But not only did they freeze the protesters, they froze the coffee shops that that the protesters were using. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, so if you can reach in and remove your money, you know, because then, you know, then it's like – social rules that you know like in china you know if they follow your phone and if your phone's next to somebody else for too long then your associate gets dinged you know yeah if they don't like you and and things like that and so just imagine given all this you know if you lose your money you lose you know your sovereignty essentially so to give give away your sovereignty on that sort of personal you know, ridiculous, intimate, detailed level is, you know, evil.
1: So do you think that as that level of control gets like, you know, the the grip gets tighter and tighter, Mm -hmm. there is more pressure for people or more incentive for people to move into these independent cryptocurrencies?
0: I think so. I think, uh, well, depending on your cryptocurrency. But yes, stuff like, yeah, decentralized cryptocurrencies, I, I think there is. And if you look at places like Argentina and Turkey and places with high inflation, you know, you'll see that a big demand for uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah.
1: Are there any the cryptos that stand out to you right now? Like, are you just playing the basics?
0: Yeah, I'm just yeah. playing the the big ones uh, until, you know, we get another rebound. Gotcha. Ripple's interesting.
1: Okay. Ripple. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly, what, I, rem- I remember Ripple. I don't even like remember what the what Well, the they're working was. with
0: like 20 uh, countries to make. CBDCs. Oh, gotcha. So it's sort of like the other side of
1: it. But interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They're in bed with the with the enemy. Yes, they are. Yeah, got to make money somehow, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let, let me. Go, you talked about artificial intelligence earlier. I know that you uh, you mentioned a couple of uh, you know big winners that you guys mm-hmm. have had. In, uh, was is it Launchpad Trader? Launchpad Trader. Yep. Yeah. I, I I know that you have a couple of multi, like double digit wins over the last yeah. week. You've been posting them in the Discord channel. Um, you know, why should investors be interested in AI right now? And then maybe like has the ship sailed or do you think that this trend is just beginning?
0: Oh well obviously it's just beginning. It's gonna take over everything. Um, if you haven't played around with Chat GPT, I wish they had a better name. But uh yeah, you should. It's it's fascinating. It is. And uh and it's just the first one and it's you know, it's full of mistakes and all this stuff. But you can uh you know, you can play around with it. My wife writes um uh, romance novels. So I was like, uh, write, uh, something about a pirate and a daughter of a plantation shipwrecked on an Island and the voice of, uh, Danielle Steele, you know, and it like gave me like, you know, whatever. I played with it and I got like four chapters in like 10 minutes. And then, you know, you start reading that people are doing this and selling them on Amazon, you know, self-published books and all this stuff. It's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. The opportunity is definitely pretty insane. And then like other
0: things like medical stuff, right? So you ha- list your symptoms and what you know what do i have and you know it ask you questions
1: I'm so sp- are, are you afraid of uh like what this is what impact this is going to have on on jobs and stuff i know that you recently wrote an article and, and a good <laughs> a good chunk of your article you had uh-huh. chat gpt and, right. you know you, you obviously said this in the in the article and you put right. it in context but you had it uh, write. was it did you write about the top three ai stocks or something like that well,
0: yeah it was the actually i <laughs> said uh, uh, give me the history of uh, growth at a reasonable price, which is an investment strategy. Yeah. And then um, give me the top three stocks. And uh, so it gave me three stocks. And, but the, the thing is, with it now, it's, it ends at 2021. Gotcha. Gotta, so you have to, you know, you have to watch It's not it.
1: going to be as up-to-date as a, as a human can be, at least yeah. at the moment.
0: But I, I think the big problem is, you know, like TikTok, like how social media d- destroyed our, you know, has made youth – concerning to me (laughs) you know i think this you know imagine like uh you have a girlfriend who's nice nicer to you and better looking and than anything you'll find in real life and then you're you're, like sort of trapped in this weird
1: cycle have you you're talking about like ai yeah dude i get like i'll get like i'll see like advertisements on my phone for like Mm. and they're like it's i can't believe that people are doing this these are actual this is an actual business model now that you can have a virtual girlfriend yeah
0: isn't that distressing? <laughs> it's pretty. Cool. Have you seen Have you seen that
1: movie? I I haven't seen the movie, but the the horror with uh what what can you I haven't seen it. And, but yeah, but yeah, that's but pretty. Yeah, that's that's like idea, the premise of right. it. Uh, what about the the new? Uh, shoot, what is that? The old sci-fi film that they remade, Blade Runner. The no. the new Blade Runner. You see that? I didn't see the new one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. One. he's got like an AI girlfriend. <laughs> that's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so, what are when you're picking artificial intelligence mm-hmm. stocks for? For Pet trader, are you just looking for anything that has AI in the name, or how are you kind of peeling out? Like, what is which companies are going to benefit from this trend?
0: Well, first of all, it's it's a great time to be investing in AI because a lot of these went public like two years ago, a year and a half ago, three years ago, and so they're down eighty five percent. you know they just got crushed, and so uh, you know a lot of them have you know big name partners. They're you know working with you know fortune 500 companies like a lot of them and you know there's you know there's just tremendous upside here and i think you know one we're at a we're at a bottom a cyclical bottom of these things because of the tech rack and two you know they're growing they have growth they have money because they just ipo'd <clears throat> so some are trading like ridiculously cheap you know and um and i just think the trend is there if you are a ceo right now you have to have an answer to what's our ai, AI plan you know what i mean
1: yeah, what is your advice to an investor who's looking at the tech market, looking at the market in general, mm-hmm. in general right now, and is afraid? Uh, you know, what would you say to them to convince them that now is actually a good time to buy?
0: Well, it depends on the stock. Um, you know, so I'm in I'm in various things, and I'm and I'm I'm not really in the you know S P five hundred. You know, so. You know, you got to take your pick. You, you know, you got to find your your spots and take your picks. Um, I, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with cash. Cash is nice. You know, yeah. and if you're at this point, the, we don't really know where the markets going. The Fed's still raising rates until they stop. You know, if they do stop, you know that's a clear sign to, you know, start getting back in.
1: Yeah, like you, you mentioned earlier, you said the the church the church of now. Yeah, but, the church of now. Okay, so uh, speaking of, I want to hit on a couple just three more uh, topics that you've mentioned in the past that kind of. Uh, I think fit under the theme of deglobalization, right? And we we talked about this like I think the last time that you were on here. I just want to see if these are still kind of topics that are in, mm-hmm. in the now. Uh, the first is Mexico. Are you still bullish on Mexico? Still,
0: still loving Mexico. Mexico is, uh, you know, the population pyramid pyramid's good. Their uh, currency is strong. They're having like four hundred new plants or f- expansions of factories in Mexico because what you have is the new uh, the new NAFTA agreement between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. You know, and Means that even if you're a Chinese company, you want to build a plant in Mexico to avoid the tariffs, and you know, and so the the cargo mess and the you know supply chain mess of a couple of years ago. Now you also want to shorten that as much as much as possible.
1: So when I was – you had told me about this and I started uh-huh. researching it because I thought it was a really interesting thesis. And uh, one of the things that I found like really interesting about Mexico is that they have more free trade agreements than any country yeah, yeah, in the yeah. entire world. And that, that really blew my mind. So, yeah, you, you're hitting that one on the money, I think. Uh, what about uh, the oil market in general and then specifically Brazilian oil?
0: Well, oil is kind of scary this week because it broke the 70 barrier to the downside, WTI, West Texas, inter, intermediate. What Re- makes that a barrier? well it, it was support right gotcha. And so it was bouncing you know between 70 and 85 or whatever and we're down like 40% over last year and so uh at, at the moment it appears that oil is a bit oversupplied um but you know it's weird because we had spr release biden released all our strategic oil and and everybody thought we were going to get killed but then there was this remarkably warm winter in europe you know and so they didn't actually use all that. Yeah, gas.
1: there was a lot of prediction about right. kind of this scary winter that was going to happen. It just yeah. happened to be super warm.
0: Right, but you know, Russia still you know produces ten percent of the you know oil and gas in the world, and and that's going to be needed. And China's growing, and not. <clears throat> and then the IEA said <clears throat> oil demand is going to go to one hundred three million a day, which is up I don't know like three percent or whatever, and it continues to grow and. Demand, you know, is still there, and um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm still bullish on oil. I really like uh, Mex- um PBR, though it's risky. I mean, it has political risk, but it's paying you know a massive dividend.
1: Where, what's know. PBR?
0: Uh, Petrobras.
1: Okay. It's
0: the Brazilian national oil company. It trades at like ten bucks.
1: What about the? Uh, let's move on to. I want to talk about tanker stocks. Uh uh-huh. um, What's What's the deal there? Uh. Well, here's the deal. The deal's simple: is
0: that you know they stopped or greatly reduced the flow of oil through pipelines from Russia to Europe, which is right next door, and now that Russia oil has to go to its end buyers, which is China and India essentially. So it has to go all the way around, uh, which creates something called. Or in in Europe, all the oil and gas comes from the U.S. or Ghana. and so it and so the your uh, the miles you're floating your tankers you know go up dramatically and the demand goes up dramatically and because there hasn't really been a supply of new tankers for eight years there's a limited supply and this isn't something they can just go out and build new tankers there's you know it's a three-year waiting list and because there was a a problem with the supply con supply problem of container ships you know during covid all the dry docks and shipbuilding companies are now building container ships and can't even get to those new tanker stocks.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean I like that thesis too. It makes pretty yeah. straightforward sense. If, they're uh, just
0: crushing it. They have PEs of five. You know, some are paying ten percent. You know, it's, they're doing really well. They have, you know, really strong balance sheets. And you know, it, it could switch. They all sold off this week uh, due to due to uh, the price of oil falling, but it's I. The great irony, of course, is their earnings go up when oil price comes down because more volume is moved. Demand picks up because gotcha. it's cheaper. But for some reason, Wall Street ties them together.
1: And which service are you talking about? The, uh, the tanker stocks in? That's in Launchpad Trader. Launchpad Trader. Okay, cool. We'll include some links below. Uh, I think we'll wrap up for today. But I actually, I got one last question uh-huh. for you related to the, to the pipeline stuff. Uh-huh. Who blew up the Nord Stream?
0: All right. I guess it was the U.S. Those, <laughs> those, whatever diver guys are called. Yeah, yeah. Did I, you read I, that article? I did. I saw that. I saw yeah.
1: that. I, I, that blew my mind. And I was like, oh yeah, that. Who that, else that totally, would it be? That totally I mean, who sense. else
0: has motivation?
1: Yeah. Nope. Germans aren't gonna do it. Makes sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chris, good talking to right, you, man. Good talking to uh, you. Everyone, like, comment, subscribe, join the Discord.